let's turn our bibles to uh, matthew's gospel chapter 14 for a brief meditation this morning matthew 14 verse 22 to 36 matthew 14 22 to 36 immediately jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd after he had dismissed them he went up on a mountain side by himself to pray when evening came he was there alone but the boat was already a considerable distance from the land buffeted by the waves because a wind was against it during the fourth watch of the night jesus went to them walking on the lake when the disciples saw him walking on the lake they were terrified it's a ghost they said and cried out in fear but jesus said immediately said to them Take courage it is I don't be afraid lord if it's you peter replied tell me to come to you on the water come he said then peter got down out of the boat walked on the water and came toward jesus and when he saw the wind he was afraid and beginning to sink cried out lord save me immediately jesus reached out his hand and caught him you of little faith he said why do you doubt And when they climbed when they climbed into the boat the wind died down and those who were in the boat worshiped him saying truly you are the son of god when they had crossed over they landed at genesaret and when the men of that surrounding um, when the men of that place recognized jesus they sent word to all the surrounding country people brought all their sick to him and begged them to be to let the heal uh, sick just touch the edge of his cloak and all who touched him were healed This is a very familiar passage for many of us. Jesus walked on the water. You know, we sing songs about uh, with this kind of themes. Walked on the water. <laughs> you know, songs like that. Uh, we sing and and we think of these passages just to be of great experiences or great um demonstrations of God's power over nature. which is true in a sense god is demonstrating his power over nature that the winds and the waves died down he's um able to defy the laws of gravity that's amazing isn't it to be able to walk on water nobody can walk on water at all the moment you step into water you go down unless you have a um what is that a life jacket where you can float or you know to swim but you can't walk on water now you see here that jesus is in a larger conversation or something else is going on in the middle of this um, jesus walking on the water episode this is not an isolated experience or an incident for the disciples where they were it so happened they were on a boat like we probably might take a boat ride at a lake and then god forbid but there should a, a should a storm or a wind blow against us and might start you know tossing you go for a ferry ride probably at goa or at kanyakumari or somewhere in the sea and you will know you know the tossing of the wind uh, of the of the boats by the winds and the waves and sometimes when the waves get rough of its high tide uh, it can really be very scary so this is not that kind of a, they were not taking a going on a picnic 
yes they got their food 12 baskets left over just before then this incident the miracle of the multiplication of the bread and the fish just happened they got some nice middle eastern um food uh, probably peter's fish and some unleavened bread or leavened bread we don't know yes they all got it multiplied and they got 12 basketfuls left over and uh, here now okay we got enough food come on let's go on a boat ride that's not what was happening here jesus intentionally was sending them out on a boat ride <laughs> sometimes he'll get you on a boat and he'll watch let's see what happens <laughs> some of us are probably having a boat ride right now and you're probably having the storm against you the winds are against you and the waves are tossing you but that's something what jesus was doing to them he sent them out on a boat ride do you believe that jesus was uh, an all knowing god while he was on the earth yes he did know everything and so did he know about the winds and the waves that were uh, out there in the open in the middle of the night while the disciples were on a boat yes he did he know he knew all of this he made them to get on a boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd he was talking to the people and he said come on let's all go home it's getting uh, you know dark in the night and he was dismissing them he was blessing them and sending them off after the multiplication of the bread and the fish but after he dismissed them he goes on a mountain side and he's he went down to pray and uh, he was there all alone the bible says in verse 24 and while the boat was already a considerable distance from the land buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it and during the fourth watch of the night jesus went out to them walking on the lake jesus comes to meet them now there was something else that happened between the multiplication of the bread and the fish and this Jesus walking on the water there's something else that happened in between and we have John who's uh, put that down carefully in chapter 6 and verses 14 and 15 of John while Jesus was dismissing them the reason why he dismissed them quickly was that after they have eaten these the food the bread and the fish verse 14 after the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did they began to say surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world and Jesus knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force withdrew again to a mountain by himself do you understand now why Jesus was kind of i can say running away from the crowd and he didn't even want the disciples to be with him because the disciples will also join the bandwagon along with the crowds and say oh come on let's make him king why because the disciples will now become second in command to the king and so he didn't want them to have fallen to that temptation and so he sent them forward ahead of them and then dismissed the crowd because the crowd was intending to make him king by force and we all know that he did not come to establish an earthly kingdom because he said my kingdom is not of this world and uh, he dismisses them why do they want to make him king because of the food that they got 
wow this is amazing food just multiplying wow we don't have to work if he can we can make him king he's going to provide free meals all three times wouldn't you like to have a king like that that'll be the most happiest thing that can ever happen if you don't need to pay for food you don't have to have money you don't need money you don't need so much money you don't need money if you don't need money you don't have to work for all the women are saying they cook ready made meals are going to be provided they don't have to cook that's good you can shut down the kitchen sell the vessels <laughs> but you know they wanted to make him king because they were blessed with free food and they wanted the benefits that they could get from jesus but they did not understand that he has come not to multiply food but that multiplication of the five loaves and the two fish was going to serve as a sign that he is a messiah that he himself is a bread of life and so they get into this conversation after this episode of the disciples out in the open and Jesus walking on the water and all of them and we'll come back to that a little later on but let's go on to the conversation right here after this what Jesus walking on the boat happened and then the next day in verse 22 in John 6:22 let read with me the next day the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples but that they had gone away alone the people were very sharp they watched what happened the disciples go on the boat there was only one boat but Jesus didn't get into that boat and the next day they coming looking for Jesus so where is Jesus the disciples are gone that is for sure Jesus didn't get into the boat they had no idea they could you know never extend their imagination to the uh, the to the fact that jesus could actually have gone on walking on the water and so they come looking for jesus to make him king but again next day he's previous day he slipped through went to the mountain side alone to pray the next day they morning coming and they looking for jesus he's not there in verse 23 then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus obviously to the other side of the lake and and then once the crowd realized that Jesus was not there and they go to the other side verse 25 they found him and they when they found him on the other side of the lake they asked him rabbi when did you get here they didn't know he walked on the water halfway through and then met the disciples and got into the boat and then came there jesus answered i tell you the truth verse 26 you are looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs but because you ate the loaves and had your fill do not work for food that spoils but for food that endures to eternal life which the son of man will give you on him the god the father has placed his seal of approval you're working you're longing you're going after the food that will spoil 
they are looking for jesus why for food but he's but what jesus is saying is don't come after me for food but go after the food that will not spoil go after those things that are of eternal life the food that endures for eternal life on him god the father has placed a seal of approval on jesus what he was essentially saying is believe in me and you will have eternal life don't believe in me just for the sake of food don't come after me just for the sake of food then they asked him what must we do to do the works god requires verse 28 jesus answered the work of god is this to believe in the one he has sent so they asked him what miraculous signs then will you give that we may see it and believe you what will you do uh uh-huh. just now the sign has just been accomplished for the multiplication of food but that didn't look like a sign in their eyes it only looked like feeding the hunger for that moment but the reason why jesus did that miracle was to demonstrate and show that he is the bread of life to give a sign that he is the messiah that through him they will have eternal life and so they asked him what miraculous sign you will give verse 31 our forefathers ate the manna in the desert as it were written he gave them bread from heaven to eat or oh, they going back to what they know yes they know moses Moses gave them bread to eat that was a sign that Moses is a prophet what will you give now what are you going to show what are you going to do so that we will believe in you that you are the one who came from heaven Jesus answered was 32 I tell you the truth it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world the true bread is the one who came from heaven to earth who comes to give life sir they said from now on give us this bread verse 34 they still didn't get it oh like manna it's going to come that's what they thought moses brought manna from heaven oh same way manna is going to come you know they are people of israel it's their own fathers who ate the manna so jesus i mean uh, the manna coming from heaven is no uh, new thing for them they've heard these stories all the while it's it's already there in the torah it's already there in the scriptures so they know it and here they are saying oh from now on then give us this bread maybe they thought uh, this is not like macaroni this is probably like you know chennai cakes <laughs> that's how they were perceiving it verse 35 then jesus declared i am the bread of life he who comes to me will never go hungry and he who believes in me will never be thirsty but as i told you you have seen me and still you do not believe all that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me i will never drive away for i have come down from heaven not to do my will but to do the will of him who sent me and this is the will of him who sent me that i shall lose none of all that he has given me but raise them up at the last day for my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life and i will raise him up at the last day at this the jews began to grumble about him because he said i am the bread that came down from heaven they said is not This is not is this not Jesus son of Joseph whose father and mother we know they live here only in Thirumangalam we know 
what is that he is saying is you know son of god came from heaven he was born here only in rudran road i know you know is this not jesus the son of joseph whose father and mother we know how can he say now i came down from heaven what jesus was telling them was i am the bread of life i am the one who came from heaven eat me come to me believe in me take me into your life like you eat bread and that satisfies your hunger you take me in and that will satisfy you that will give you eternal life you will rise up you will be raised up on the last day put your belief in me what he was telling them is don't come and follow me just for some bread that's shallow that's very shallow don't just follow me for some material benefits that's very shallow don't get stuck in the shallow christianity of coming to jesus for some freebies maybe you got some deliverance maybe you got some healing maybe you got some blessings maybe you got some money maybe you got some miracles happen in your life because you believed in jesus but come to him because he broke bread come to him because he is the bread of life and without him there is no eternal life and without him there is no raising up from the dead once again without him there is no resurrection from the dead his body was broken that is the manna from heaven it's not the bread that they ate that that fill their hunger for that night which is the bread from heaven but it's he himself who is the bread the bread breaker is the bread himself hallelujah the broken bread is the bread of life come to him and the disciples were no different at this point just like the crowds the crowds came to jesus and they were searching for jesus they wanted to make him king they wanted him to be with them and they wanted to be with him for the food the disciples were also no different they were on the boat ride that's what passage we read they were on this boat ride and in the middle you know as they were traveling the winds were coming against them the waves were tossing the boat Jesus was literally having fun rocking their boat. And Jesus was literally having fun not going with them in the boat. You know why? Because they also did not perceive and know that Jesus is a son of God. And while the boat was tossed and the winds were blowing against him in the third watch in the fourth watch of the night that's about probably around 3 a.m. Jesus comes walking on the water and the moment they saw Jesus they thought it was some kind of an apparition a ghost For everyone whose eyes is dark whatever he sees is huh there's a saying in Tamil அரண்டவனுக்கு இரண்டதெல்லாம் ஆல்ரெடி 
whatever you know he is in the dark scares him whatever is in the dark scares him that's how it was that's exactly the classic case here and so the moment they saw jesus walking on the water they thought it was a ghost and uh, then peter as soon as jesus you know uh, spoke out come back to matthew's gospel chapter 14 and as they were in fear and they were crying out in fear in verse 26 of matthew 14 verse 27 jesus immediately said to them take courage it is i don't be afraid lord if it's you peter replied tell me to come to you on the water come he said oh peter was again excited about the action he was an action man he saw the breaking of bread he saw the multiplication of this food feeding of 5000 people with five loaves and two fish and jesus walking on water he was all excited about oh let me also step out on the water let me at least get a limca book record let me at least be called as mr israel let me do something some you know get out and you know try it out let's check it out and see if i can do that same thing he was excited about that lord if it's you peter replied tell me to come to you on the water come he said and peter got down out of the boat walked on the water and came toward jesus was 30 but when he saw the wind he saw he was so afraid and beginning to sink cry out lord save me and immediately jesus reached out his hand and caught him you of little faith he said why did you doubt verse 32 when they climbed into the boat that is peter and jesus back into the boat the wind died down and those who were in the boat worshiped him saying truly you are the son of god truly you are the son of god that is what jesus wanted them to believe if he had left them back and if they had stayed back with the crowds they would have also joined the crowds and said you be our king and we will be with you and because we can get good food we can get some continental stuff here free of cost and they would have also held on to jesus and tried to make him king but because jesus did not come to establish an earthly kingdom but he wanted him to be revealed as a son of god as a savior as a messiah he allowed them to go on this boat this one incident he was doing two things he was handling the crowd he was also handling the disciples he was warning the crowds to know that he is a bread from heaven and through him they will have eternal life that he is the son of god and he also wanted the disciples to know that he is a son of god jesus has challenged their disbelief came in this time of crisis when the boat was rocking and that is what made them to believe who he was it is sometimes we find ourselves you know in such boats where it looks like jesus is not in the boat and the boat is rocking and the storms are blowing and it drives us to such moments of disbelief and in the moment of crisis and jesus comes in and steps into our lives is when we realize who he is
for all the while otherwise we only believe in him for some benefits for some blessings for some miracles for some needs to be met christian life is not about just praying for problems to be solved and needs to be met and situations to change in this world and for us to be more blessed did i rock somebody's boat this morning because you thought that is what it was all about is not just about getting jesus to do some stuff i'm talking about the whole philosophy or the reason why we believe in jesus some people or most christians today in the world are so shallow where they just believe in this jesus because he can solve their problems and meet their needs and heal their sicknesses and do some good things for them so that their earthly life will be peaceful where we will be blessed me and my children we will be blessed we will have a good job and we will have good money so that we will earn good possessions and we will have enough for ourselves and for our children and so that we can say on a sunday morning matthew 6:33 says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto me and so i sought the lord faithfully and so all these things have been added unto me and the chapter about christian life is closed that is very shallow christianity what jesus is saying in that matthew 6 passage is that don't be worried about your needs that's the point he's making your father in heaven knows all of this he's taking care of the birds of the air and he's doing everything will he not take care of you why are you worried you seek him first king, seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness that is what is the most important these things will automatically follow but don't seek him for these things you see we've read it a little wrongly the same thing we've read it with a different perception in mind a preconceived notion in the mind where if you seek him all these things will come so if all these things have to come seek him that's not the equation are you with me this morning So if I need to get all these things done for me I need to seek him No that's not what he's saying what he's saying is seek me for who I am seek me and my kingdom and my righteousness these things are all small stuff it will just follow you money will follow you blessings will follow you that will all follow you that you don't have to bother about all this you don't have to worry about all that but it's not about seeking him for this which is where many christians have got stuck are you hearing me this morning many have got stuck assuming that for everything to go well for me i need to seek him because everything is not going well but even without seeking him you can make everything go well do you know that how do you think your neighbors are handling life with jesus even without jesus you will get money even without jesus you can get a state rank even without jesus you can get a good job even without jesus you can get your business going how do you think ops and ups and everybody all the you know are all surviving with jesus making it 
to get things done we don't need jesus you see that's the way we've been conditioned our minds have been conditioned and jesus wanted to rock that boat which says if i go to jesus i'll get good things and so i need good things and so i need jesus are you with me this morning but what jesus is telling to tell them is that i am the messiah don't seek me for just these things is he only a provider is he only a miracle worker is he only a prophet who will predict your future and your future your children's future yes he can do all these things and he will do all these things he will provide for you he will do miracles for you he will give you an insight into your future he can reveal things but is he only that who is jesus to you this morning is he all about a problem solving god is he all about a provider is he all about miracle worker is he all about a prophet who will predict my future and my children's future is jesus all about this while he will do all of these but is he all about this only who is jesus to you this morning is he your savior is he the bread that you want to eat that came down from heaven is he the one whom you want that will satisfy your soul that will fill your life to the fullest what kind of a god were you looking for when you came to him maybe you came to him because you had a need but that's the entry point but what kind of a god are you looking for right now what kind of a god are you worshiping right now are you worshiping the god who is a healer are you worshiping the god who is a provider who's the money giver the money giver god you know have you seen at cash counters in jewelry shops clothing shops restaurants have you seen lot of money and something sitting there jesus is not that but many people have made jesus that the money giving god in their minds their lives for so each one has picked up something that is special for them or oh, he is a god who will comfort me and so why i come to church so that i'll get some comforting words and if that sunday it happened to be a message like this which doesn't sound very comforting it feels like something is wrong it's uh, today this thing god is not he didn't make up his mind well i think to speak to us right away i came expecting i believing that that word of comfort that comfort will come so two people came one sunday to one church one man and a woman they came and they met the pastor after the service is over and said pastor thank you so much your word was very very powerful today god spoke to us exactly what we needed the pastor was excited what more you want as a pastor and somebody comes and says god spoke to me that's where we also as pastors need to be careful that we don't fall into that trap of getting super excited about somebody's appreciation you know what they said after that 
He said, God spoke to me directly. You know, it was, we came praying that God will speak through you and confirm a particular thing about our life. How many of you have prayed like that? And that's probably happened well for you. I know you're careful not to lift your hand right now. You don't want to get into trouble. <laughs> you know, something is coming if you know me well enough. And so they were all, ex- you know, excited and testifying to the pastor that he spoke. And then that day he had in his sermon mentioned that what you desire God will give. So they said, thank you pastor for that word. Uh, we are here just, we are going to get married. Uh, and that was exactly a confirmation for both of us. Oh, praise God. Pastor also thought wonderful. Oh, nice to see another uh, couple and they're going to get married. And then he discovered that both of them were actually already married. That took a little bit of investigation to do, which finally helped him to know that they were actually, both of them were already married. And here they were coming and thanking God because God spoke to them. And that was a confirmation. Sometimes we really don't know what it means to different people when you preach a sermon. That's exactly what it was for the disciples. Jesus was doing something and it would meant a totally different thing for the disciples and for the crowds. So sometimes we can get stuck looking for some kind of a Jesus, the Jesus who comforts, the Jesus who confirms of what I should do tomorrow, the Jesus who will heal, Jesus who will provide, the Jesus who will do these things and we can only be pursuing that Jesus. Many Christians have got stuck at that place where they've come to Jesus for food, where they've come to Jesus and Jesus of the food is what they have understood Jesus to be. Jesus is not a master mega catering business owner will just keep providing food what kind of a God were you looking for when you came to him what kind of a God are you pursuing today what is the reason for your faith in him today why are you believing in him why are you a Christian why do you believe in Jesus what is it what gives you the reason to believe in him why do you need him if you need him why do you need him Let me tell you this. Don't get disappointed or disillusioned with Jesus because a storm came even though you did his will of obeying him and getting into the boat and going on the lake. That is what normally happens. Because we believed in a Jesus who will provide food and and he told us to obey him and we obeyed him and we got into this boat and we are traveling and the storm comes We are scratching our head. What happened? I was doing everything right. I was faithful to him. I went to this church every Sunday. I even got baptized. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I even speak in tongues. I even read the Bible and pray. But what is this? Why is this storm coming in my life? And we get disillusioned and disappointed with God. Sometimes angry with God because a problem came. Even after we believed in him. Sometimes we become disillusioned and totally disappointed because we believed in Jesus a certain way where he will do good 
where he will meet my needs where he will you know stop the storms but in spite of you believing him rightly obeying him well and being faithful to him and praying regularly and being very good you still face a storm because jesus wants you to learn something else and something more about him hallelujah praise the lord he doesn't want you to get stuck with the jesus understanding that you had that he will only provide for me or that he will predict my future that he will bless my children maybe those were some good signs you saw the blessing come on your children in a radical way in a fast pace and you were super excited and you said oh good i came to jesus without jesus my children would have never been blessed like this and your whole understanding of jesus revolves around that that if i came to jesus and i prayed to jesus my problems will go away my children will be well and so because my children may were well and everything fell in place and they got settled very well in life and so if i can continue to believe in this jesus who will settle my life well then suddenly some things get unsettled and we are what is this what's happening i don't want to go to church i don't want to pray anymore i don't feel like reading the bible and also that prophet came that sunday he also said something opposite i thought at least somebody from outside will come and say something you know good things but what he said also unsettled me even more disturbed me even more i came expecting that he will say that he will hit that enemy on the head but then instead he hit my head <laughs> so we are angry with the prophet we are angry with the church we are angry with god we are upset but we also somewhere know that no something jesus can't be wrong that much we know maybe pastor can be but jesus can't be wrong bible can't be wrong full confusion anybody been in that confusion hello good morning most christians get very disillusioned and disappointed with jesus because a storm came even though they obeyed him and they were in the center of his will were the disciples obeying him yes were the disciples for doing his will yes you did his will and you obeyed him faithfully and i am having a strange suspicion this morning that though you have been faithful in obeying him and doing his will he is teaching you something more than just to trust him for your earthly needs by sending you a storm and putting you in a boat and sending you ahead with the winds and the waves coming against you i have a strange suspicion that he is teaching you something more in spite of you obeying him well in spite of you doing his will he's simply challenging us to believe in him beyond the storm no not for the sake of coming the storm but even beyond the storm 
though he slay me i will still serve him hallelujah we need to get some people who will get really matured in christ we need to get some people who will really grow deeper we need to get some people who will get more stronger we need to get some people who will really understand god the right way it might seem to be like you are in the storm and you are caught between the devil and the deep sea that's how it was for the disciples they literally thought it was actually a ghost and here in the middle of the waters but you might be it might feel like you are between the devil and the deep sea but i believe that god is teaching you something and he wants you to move to the next level in your relationship with him and your understanding of who he is that you will move from the shallow level of just believing in jesus as the one who will answer prayers and just stop with that and so all you can do is to go about just praying 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 and believing for miracles and sometimes miracles don't happen even after much prayer and then you wonder what happened that's where you get into that confusion and god unsettles you in a certain way we are you on the midst of a storm your midst of the waves the winds are blowing against you and you get all agitated and unsettled and you're fully confused and you're wondering is this the right thing i did am i on the right track what is going on with me what is going on with god does he even care does he know i am going to drown does he not know that i am full of fear we see why is he not helping me and you're coming up with so many questions and doubts and fears and confusion and uh, agitated in the mind but god wants you to learn something more about him in the real sense of who he is and not in the definition of what you defined and have understood god as hallelujah are you with me this morning the sooner you say even if it is a devil of the deep sea i am in the lord and that is enough for me the better for you the sooner you say you acknowledge and recognize and believe and know whether i am in the i am facing the devil of the deep sea i am in the lord and that's enough for me i don't know what's the devil of the deep sea that you're going through what kind of storm or a wave or a wind that is blowing against you whatever be it the sooner you say whatever happens i am in the lord and that's enough for me i'm confident about who he is and how much he loves me and that never changes and so my love for him will never change that's what apostle paul said nothing shall separate me from the love of god it's nice to make these fancy statements while we pray or we can quote them but actually what he was going through was so much of turmoil and pain and suffering he was out in the open in the sea he was going through nakedness hunger thirst he went through all of this but then finally said nothing will separate me from the love of christ because he had the right way of understanding who god is and today we have understood god in very bits and pieces based on some of our experiences many of our beliefs have come out of experiences and not on 
the whole understanding of scriptures that's what i'm drawing us to don't go by your understanding of who god is and how what he will do and how he will do for you and for others based on your experiences alone while experiences add value and can authenticate the understanding of scriptures or can point the signs for your understanding of who god is based on the scriptures hallelujah praise the lord and so i believe that your storm the way you got unsettled the disturbances that are going on in your life the waves are all to help you shape your understanding about who god is a better way the right way hallelujah and so the sooner you say whether it is the devil or the deep sea i am in the lord and that's enough for me the better for you and not be baffled and confused with questions saying that the good god who fed me and the 5000 doesn't seem to show up now where is he now that will relieve you of being baffled and confused where you will go and ask where is that good god of the previous night previous evening where he fed the 5000 fed me also where is that good god now i am in the middle of the storm where is he now where you don't sense his absence or where you don't speak of his absence but actually realize his presence and his work in your life hallelujah the good news is even in that struggle that the disciples had where they could not recognize who this jesus is in the struggle that peter had to recognize who this jesus is while he stepped out in the water wanting to do something like jesus but then lack the faith the good news is that even in such struggles of trying hard to believe in jesus the right way and while god is shaping and changing our understanding and while god is moving us to the next next level and helping us to understand him rightly he's there with you even if you are almost about to sink he's there to lift you up and help you to believe in him he is there to help you to get back on the boat and he's he's there to help calm the storm and you you will get back and you will get to the other shore don't worry about it but if i just preached on how you can get on the other side of the shore and jesus will come and rescue at the moment you're drowning if that is the only sermon or the only thing that i preached we would all of us miss the point of what was going on here and we would miss the point of what message actually can transform our lives and we would still be believing that jesus is the one who will come in the storm jesus is the one who will get on the boat and when jesus is in the boat storms will not topple you which is true in one sense but that is the only jesus you will know that's the only way you will know jesus and if at all like you see the first time in chapter 4 when the storm came jesus was in the boat but the second time jesus was not in the boat but he did it with a reason because then came in the middle of that crisis and disbelief and when he came and appeared and he helped them to believe by doing another supernatural work of walking on the water 
he helped them to believe that he is the son of god otherwise the disciples would have also again believed that jesus is the storm calming jesus who has power over nature in the fourth chapter when the same thing happened but jesus was in the boat in a previous incident you know what they said oh what kind of man is this he has power over the winds and the waves if jesus had again been on the boat and if he had again come the psalms they would have again said oh what kind of a man is this wow feeds the 5000 and here comes a storm and he has power over the nature that's only the only jesus they would have come to know but they would have never come to know that he is a son of god the one who came to take away the sins of the world that he is a bread of life that he is the one through whom we can have eternal life they would have never known who jesus really was i pray that none of us will go through life and have a limited understanding of god and miss out on who god really is hallelujah praise the lord this is a danger once you start following a certain kind of a preacher a certain kind of manifestations this is a danger you can get stuck many people have got stuck like that for them it's all about jesus who can heal jesus who can deliver jesus who can bless jesus who can provide for your family jesus who can bless your children Jesus who can give you a good job Jesus who can give you good money Jesus will give you everything that you need he will take away all your problems he will heal every sickness and disease he will bless you in an abundant way and you will be very happy all through your life and ultimately you will go and be with Jesus in heaven you can get stuck with this Jesus this understanding of who Jesus is and then when something gets unsettled and a storm comes and a problem happens right now as we speak this afternoon one of the great the one of a father of the one of the great men of god is going to be buried you know at kadalur this man of god is reverend dr pravin kumar israel who is president of the southern asia bible college where i studied wonderful man of god and his sister kavita who is also a wonderful woman of god preacher they pastor a church he and she and her husband they all serve the lord reverend praveen and his father were driving down from krishnagiri to bangalore and they hit a container a lorry truck day before yesterday night and the father died on the spot and Reverend Praveen survived with very serious injuries in his spinal cord and rib broken and all of that admitted in the hospital. The son cannot go to the father's funeral this afternoon. Sudden storm. But will they lose faith in God? If they believe that Jesus is the only one all about providing food, and all about miracles then they will say what is the point of believing in god but even though all of this happens you still can say god is good 
Amen. Hallelujah. But through all this, they will come to know God in a very, very different way in the middle of this crisis. In the middle of this pain, in the middle of this grief and sorrow. It was only one month back on the 1st of May that their mother died. and was buried on the 1st of May. And on the 6th of June, uh, sorry, 8th of June, I think, the father dies in a tragic car accident. You see, it's very difficult to understand these things. But if you only believe Jesus in a certain way, all these things will completely destroy your faith itself. When a crisis happens, when a situation which cannot be explained happens, when a need comes, when a storm comes, when the winds blow, we will completely lose faith in God. That's what's happening to a lot of people. But through all of this, God is doing something and it is all under his control and he's powerful and he knows what he's doing. When he permits something, he knows why he permits. It is all in his sovereign will and we can totally believe in him for who he is and not just for the things that we can get out of him or get the things that we can get through done through him. We don't believe in God just for that. Hallelujah. So who is God to you this morning? Who is God to you? Do you want him to be everything he is to you? Amen. Do you want him to be everything he is to you? Or do you want him only as the one who will give free food? Or the only as the one who can calm the storm? And be in control of nature. Or do you want to know him just the way he is? Hallelujah. As a God who is a savior. And through him we have eternal life. He is a bread that came down from heaven. Who was broken for us. Hallelujah. Praise you Lord. Now. It felt very exciting isn't it. Once in a while. When I made some statements. That somehow seem to be stirring our emotions. Even in the midst of the storm. But the good thing is that we can. While we get excited about some of those statements that, that seem to excite us. We also need to understand that life has all the good and the bad. We need to understand that life has ups and downs. That life has the same things to offer which everybody in the world undergoes. But the fact of the matter is that he is not just about a problem solving God. He is not just about a need meeting, miracle working God. But he is a God who is a savior of our soul. Hallelujah. Who redeems our soul from the pit. and Gives us the free gift of eternal life. And I read the daughter's message. The daughter, when I say daughter, she is about probably late 40s or mid 40s of the father who passed away, the daughter, she put a message in one of our groups and saying, you know, I'm happy that my father is in a better place. In the midst of such a tragic accident, but just pray that my brother will get well and for his surgery and everything. That's a message she put out. I'm happy that my father is in a better place. Your hope of eternal life supersedes 
every crisis and every situation that might be going wrong right here hallelujah praise the lord that's the way we understand and know god personally amen let's pray hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus now really encourage for us as much as possible to if possible to get back uh, online and even watch this message once again sometimes some truth in some messages we will have to listen to them over and over again and that will be good for us the more we listen the more we begin to understand and take the bible and read through these passages because we've read through quickly and we've spoken on it but if you would take some time you can go to acachurch.in acachurch.in click on videos and it will take you to the youtube page on to this message it will be uploaded probably in a couple of days after monday tuesday you can watch and may god help us to understand jesus the right way hallelujah and help us to believe in him the right way praise the lord amen but the good news is that even through the struggle and even the midst of the storm jesus comes walking towards us he does he put them in the boat and said go on ahead but he didn't leave them alone in the storm he came to them he came to them he wanted to drive the point he wanted them to get the message he wanted them to learn the lesson he wanted them to know who he is really that he is a savior he is a son of god he didn't leave them alone did peter sink and drown did the boat capsize and all of them drown in the waves the winds no hallelujah that won't happen to you but you will learn and you will grow and you will acknowledge god in a different way hallelujah praise you lord amen how many of us love hearing a word like this amen, amen. hallelujah let's pursue the lord even more and god will teach us more and more shall we pray